I am very glad to welcome today a gentleman that I believe will make a great Supreme Court justice for the state of Wisconsin, former Supreme Court Justice Kelly. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Tracy. I really appreciate this. It's great to talk with you. Yeah, and you and I have, uh, we go way, way back to days of uh, Milwaukee Forum. So I am just so proud to see the work that you've done and all that you've done for our state. And it's such an honor to, to talk to you today. So you are on the ground and you were on the ground yesterday all over the state. What is the mood as you are on the ground today? Well, well I think it's really, um, really hopeful, really excited. So what I hear everywhere I go and it's so reassuring to me is that people still treasure their liberties. They treasure their constitution because they know that that's the protection for those liberties. And so everywhere I go, I hear, you know, uh, that people want a jurist on the court, not a politician. So the decision before us uh, by 8 p.m. today is whether we're going to have the rule of law or the rule of Janet. So the rule of law, pretty simple. We just take our directions from the Constitution. We do what we're commanded by the people of Wisconsin. The rule of Janet is her putting herself above the law. Uh, she's made it plain that if she's elected, she plans to put her thumb on the scales of justice to make sure cases come out according to her political agenda. And I think that folks across Wisconsin are going to reject that out of hand because they still want their liberties protected by their Constitution. They don't want just whatever Janet and three of her friends in a Madison courtroom might decide they can have. Uh, Dan, are you finding, as you talk to voters, that they've already voted? Has the the message to early vote, get it out of the way, has that taken hold with the conservatives and the Republicans in the state of Wisconsin? I think it's growing. Um, there are, uh, all across the state, there have been so many people that have told us they come out during rallies in meetings, and they told us they've already voted. They're already out there supporting. And now they're working on getting others to come to the polls. Uh, and so I think that the turnout uh, in early vote is going to be uh, probably um, higher than it normally is, especially for a spring election. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's really short because a whole lot of things can happen on Election Day. And you never know what it's going to be. You know, uh, a foot of snow in northern Wisconsin, that's always a possibility. Uh, a work emergency, a family emergency, whatever, that might keep you away from voting. So uh, helping people understand the importance uh, of getting your vote locked in as soon as you can, I think, is is just top notch. we got to uh, continue focusing on that uh, for future elections, but I think that it's starting to get across, and we've seen that performance uh, in this cycle. Well, there's so much at stake. As you mentioned, the polls close at 8 o'clock today. So if you didn't early vote, you still have time today. Dan, is your, you're out and about. What has surprised you the most about this campaign? Is it the spending? Is it the enthusiasm? Is it the, the, the types of rhetoric being placed on the different candidates? Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, there's, well, a lot of that has surprised me. So let's start with the spending and the national attention. So it is now clearly uh, the most expensive judicial race in the history of the entire country, and that by a large, large margin. And I think that there's a reason for that. Um, This is the first judicial race of which I'm aware of, in which one of the candidates has openly campaigned on setting herself above the law. Uh, You know, our entire system of government rests on the proposition that there is no one above the law, especially those who serve in government. And yet my opponent has promised in advance 
that she's going to declare her independence from the Constitution, from the law, and from the people of Wisconsin if she gets elected. And she's just going to uh, implement her personal political agenda. That's brand new in judicial campaigns. And I think that's what's attracting, attracting attention from across the country. Because if that works in Wisconsin, I think there are those who would t- pick that up and use it as a template to move courts in other states uh, in a more activist and political direction. So I think folks are looking to see what the good people of Wisconsin have to say about this brand new and dangerous form of campaigning in uh, a, uh, a dangerous notion uh, that would e- eventually rob us of the rule of law and our constitutional protections. Yeah, it was stunning to me looking through some of the fundraising reports to see uh, all of the out-of-state money. Steven Spielberg, Kate Capshaw, I mean, Hollywood elites are weighing in on this election. And I keep thinking, why do they want to interfere and why are they trying to purchase this election for a national agenda? So speaking of that, you know, one word that I have used to describe you has been a, a person of integrity. Integrity seems to be a theme for your campaign. There have been lots of opportunities yeah. to go after your opponent on some of the personal issues and other things, but you've chosen to really rise above that. Talk about why integrity is so important to your campaign and to the campaign and work of any Supreme Court justice. Yeah, and I think, uh, thank you for that. Um, This has everything to do not only with me as a person, but more importantly, the work of the court. So, um, you know, Hamilton said 235 years ago that the court has neither the power of the purse nor the sword, but merely judgment. And judgment for its effectiveness depends on the integrity of the person rendering that judgment. And so I think that the, uh, the role of a Supreme Court justice requires great personal integrity. And so as I look at, um, at this race, and I've heard allegations about Janet, uh, and, and there have been people who have strongly urged me uh, to talk about those uh, because they believe that it would have an effect on the election. I've refused because I don't, I don't believe that that is an appropriate thing for a judicial candidate to do. You know, the work of the court depends on us being really careful about what is true and what is not true and being punctiliously accurate in our analyses and in our judgment. And I think that you don't, that's not something you just put on and take off as the occasion demands. You either have that or you don't. And so because my intention is to serve the people of Wisconsin well on their Supreme Court, um, you have to have that integrity from start to finish. Uh, and there's no way that, that just to win a seat on the court, I'm not going uh, to relax those standards. I'm not going to traffic in allegations that I, that I don't know to be true. Maybe they are, maybe they aren't. Uh, but that's not for me to decide, and certainly not for me to bring up in the middle of a campaign. I think that that would be, uh, I think that would be a terrible thing to do. Um, now, unfortunately, my opponent doesn't feel the same. Um, not only... Uh, she doesn't. Uh, she doesn't even wait for allegations. She just makes things up. So one of the things that I've learned uh, through this process is that running statewide means that you get to wake up every morning to learn something brand new about yourself that just isn't true. Uh, and it's just been, you know, in some ways it's it's kind of amusing uh, because uh, the desperation that that uh, evidences is is plain and palpable. But at the same time, it's infuriating. Because, you know, my dad 
uh, when I was growing up, he taught me the importance of your name, of your character, and maintaining uh, that good name. And, you know, I, I, in running this race, I've had to deal with a serial liar who's had tens of millions of dollars with mm-hmm. which to just make stuff up about me and try to spread that around the state in an effort to win herself a seat on the Supreme Court. And I think it's disgusting. Well, and as somebody who's known you personally for, I would say, decades now, um, I know that that, you know, that is really hard to deal with when, uh, you know, a lot of these things aren't true. So two final questions for those who did wait until today to cast their ballot. Why should they vote today before 8 p.m.? What is on the line here? It's all it's the whole ball of wax. Uh, it's whether we're going to continue to live under the rule of law or instead trade that all in for the rule of Janet. Now, I remember, because I'm a bit of a student of history, uh, what it took to secure our liberties way back to the beginning. And, Tracy, you, you'll remember if you read all the way down through the Declaration of Independence down to that last line before everyone signed their names, they said that they pledged their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor. And many of them... They lost that. Uh, They died. They were convicted of treason by the British. Uh, They were bankrupted. But they did not count that a price too high to pay to secure those liberties. So today, um, we don't have to do that to continue to secure our liberties. We do have something we have to do. We don't have to risk our lives. We don't have to sacrifice our fortunes. We don't have to lay down our sacred honor. All we need to do is vote. And that's... um, and that's a simple thing, and, and I'm a little concerned that uh, because the cost of doing that is so small, just get up and go, vote. Yeah. Uh, it's a small cost, but maybe people will value it a little. And I think that would be a, just a terrible, terrible mistake. And here's the way I look at it. You know, all the authority and power in the state of Wisconsin to create and maintain governments belongs to we, the people. And all the power to decide who sits in the seats created by their constitution belongs to we, the people. And that's an enormous amount of power. Now, Tracy, I've learned from Spider-Man movies that with great power comes great responsibility. Mm-hmm. And so there's all that power. Now here comes the responsibility to do something about it, to spend that small cost that it takes to secure our liberties by coming out to vote. And I think that if we... We do that if we get um, get a bunch of friends together that might not ordinarily vote in spring elections, then we're going to be just fine. Because um, I, I do think that people across the state of Wisconsin do continue to cherish their constitution and the liberties that it protects, and so we can secure that simply by standing up, going to the vote, uh, going to vote, and letting everyone across the nation hear what Wisconsin thinks about the constitutional order and their liberties. And I'm confident that we do that, uh, then this is going to be a very successful day. If we don't, well, well, then we have to start getting used to an entirely different form of government in which a, um, a lawyer and three of her friends from a Madison courtroom dictates to us what laws we can and cannot have and what liberties we may and may not enjoy. So I don't want that to happen. <laughs> I don't want to be the generation that drops the ball on 175 years of Wisconsin constitutional heritage. So, and I'm, uh, like I said, as I go around Wisconsin, I'm, I'm confident that the, uh, our fellow Wisconsinites still treasure this enough to stand up and protect it. Supreme Court Justice Candidate Dan Kelly, one final question. Tomorrow 
is a new day, right? And you're yeah. going to wake up tomorrow and the election results will have been counted. What What are you going to do tomorrow? <laughs> I'm going to rest. Rest. I, have, uh, I don't think I've slept for the last two weeks. Uh, at least that's the way it feels. It's been great going around the state and, and meeting so many different folks. I mean, the last... Uh, the last few weeks, uh, you know, we uh, hyperbolically had the goal of meeting every single Wisconsinite. Uh, I think that came close. Uh, we just were out and about a whole lot. And, you know, this is one of the uh, one of the parts about the campaign that I just absolutely love uh, is getting to talk to so many folks who care about their state, care about the direction of the courts, care about the rule of law. And uh, that's just been an absolute joy being able to spend this last several weeks with them. And uh, and it's been an incredible encouragement to me as well. Supreme Court Justice Candidate Dan Kelly, thank you so much for your time. Good luck today. Uh, and uh, I, my prayers, my thoughts, uh, and my hope is with you as we complete this Election Day 2023. Thank you so much, Tracy. It's always great to talk with you. Thanks so much for having me on the show.